everybody. Welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. Today is Wednesday, August 5th, 2020. And I am your host, Detroit Sports Editor Noel Bianchi. And we've got another draft profile episode for you guys. We've got one more coming tomorrow. We did one on Monday featuring Marco Rossi uh, with Tony Ferrari of Dauber Prospects. Today, Tony is back. And we're going to be looking at Lucas Raymond, the f- winger from Forlunda out of the SHL. Tomorrow, we're going to have uh, Tony Wolick from the HockeyWriters.com, recurring guest, Tony Wolick, on this show to profile Swedish defenseman Emil Andre and Canadian forward Carter Savoy. So uh, if you guys are digging these draft profiles, I got good news for you. There's more on the way. Uh, but for now, we shouldn't waste any time getting to – oh, actually, one more note. One more note before we get to the uh, the Raymond profile. Friday's episode, we have uh, – interview with UFC fighter Justin Janes. Justin is a uh, Richmond, Michigan native. Spent 10 years climbing, clawing his way to the UFC. Finally got his shot a little over a month ago. I think it was like six weeks ago. Uh, And he made the most of it. He had the second fastest debut in UFC history. Knocked out Frank Camacho in 41 seconds. So we talk a little bit about what his strategy would be like uh, as a fighter. Uh, his favorite memories of watching the Red Wings growing up, and uh, a whole lot more. The worst weight cuts, the worst punch he's ever took, why he wants to get into bare-knuckle boxing uh, when he's done in his career in the UFC. Just a whole lot of interesting stuff. So be on the lookout for that. The best way that you can be ready for it is to subscribe. Do us a favor. you know, Share this podcast with somebody you love. Share this podcast with somebody you know who's a Red Wings fan. It would mean a lot to us uh, because we love doing these episodes. Thank you guys so much for joining us today, and we'll see you back here tomorrow with Tony Woolock from thehockeywriters.com. All right, well, we're here with uh, Tony Ferrari, the director of North American Scouting for Dauber Prospects and co-host of the Dauber Draftcast, a podcast that focuses on, on prospects eligible for the NHL draft is available for download anywhere you get your podcasts, as well as YouTube. Let's get into Lucas Raymond. We've talked about him before. He's the number three player on your draft board out of the SHL with Frolanda. What's your overview on Lucas Raymond? He just doesn't do anything poorly. I, I think he's a guy that he he does just about everything high end. Um, like I said in, in previous uh, times, he's he's a guy that gets a little bit ragged on because – he didn't get all the playing time that some of the other Swedish prospects like Alexander Holtz or even Noel Gundler got. Um, and that was just a, a stipulation of the fact that he played on one of the top teams in the SHL. Forlunda's a really, really good team, and their coach doesn't traditionally play young players. Um, Tim Stutzley, or sorry, <laughs> Lucas Raymond even being on that team was impressive to say the least. And he was getting fourth line, 13th forward minutes for mo- most of the year. And I think the fact that the draft is being pushed back to October 9th and the SHL starts up in, I think, the middle of September, if I'm not mistaken, he's going to get some games in before the, that happens. And, and I think he's going to kind of shock some people. I think he's going to get a little bit more of an expanded role. There are some, some guys that left ahead of him on the depth chart from the team, so he's going to be able to step into that top six maybe. And, I mean, if he lights it up at the start of the year like I expect him to, I, I don't know if teams are going to be able to pass on him at 3-4. It'll be interesting to see how much of an effect that ends up having on just how the entire draft shakes out. Because like we said before, like the consensus right now is that, you know, Lafreniere, Byfield, Stutzler in that top three, 
But, uh, you know, who knows what's going to happen once these European leagues come back. Yeah, because I, I, we talked about this on the first episode of Dauber's Draftcast as well. Like, with, with some of these European leagues coming back before the draft, with the draft being October 9th and 10th, there are European leagues that are starting up as early as September 1st. Some, some junior leagues are starting up a month and a little bit before the draft. A player could get 10 games in conceivably before the draft. And I, I think 10 games, seven games is, is enough of a sample size to make a little bit of a judgment on a guy. I think that's enough of a sample size to go, you know what? Maybe we do like Lucas Raymond above Tim Stutzler. Maybe we do like uh, Alexander Holtz above Noel Gundler or something. Like there, There's going to be enough of a sample size that teams are going to be able to tweet their board. I don't think teams are going to be able to go, oh, well, look at – Look what Lucas Raymond did. We got to draft him first overall now, because I, I don't think you're going to be able to make that massive a jump. Um, but I think you're going to be able to win win a little bit of a, a spot or two on the draft boards. What impresses you most about him? What's your kind of, or I guess we'll start, you know, with what's your general overview of him, and and what is the thing that he does best, in your opinion? Well, my general overview is he's he's an underrated complete complete player. Uh, he's really, really good in the defensive zone. He doesn't get credit for that. Um, and, and I think part of the reason he doesn't get credit for that is because of how good of a playmaker he really is. He's a, a really skilled passer. I've seen him make backhanded passes through the neutral zone across the ice, and it's tape to tape. It's, it's seamless. He's, he's able to find guys at any position on the ice, and he's able to put the puck on their stick. Um, as an offensive goal scorer, he's, he's a guy that has a really good shot. He, he doesn't get credit for it because, like I said, he didn't play a whole lot. He was getting – there were times where I'd watch his game and I'd be like, wow, that was an awesome time watching a Ferlunda game for four minutes of Lucas Raymond. <laughs> um, it was just – there were, there were times where it was frustrating because I remember one game specifically early in the year. He had a goal and an assist early, like fairly early in the game and still ended up with nine minutes. Like yeah. they, they gave him a little bit of power play time on top of his normal time, but it was second power play time and it was at the end of the power play. and it wasn't really an opportunity. Uh, he's a guy that I, if he gets the chance this year and he does end up playing seven to 10 games, he, he can put up some numbers and, and that's really going to influence teams. I think. Do you think just because of the limited sample size that we've seen out of him, that he's kind of the, he's the biggest swing at, at in that top five. Like is he the kind of the biggest boom or bust type player in that range? Um, I don't know if I say he's the biggest boom or bust type type player, because I think, He's a guy that has a really high floor as well. I think he's a guy that you're swinging and he could be one of these top end two way wingers. Cause I don't think he's going to play center at the NHL level. Uh, he didn't really play much of it this year with Ferlanda anyways, but I think he's going to be a really high end two way winger. I think he can maybe not get to the Mark stone level of being a, such an efficient two way winger, but I think in, in that mold, he's a little bit smaller than Mark stone. Mark stone's a really big player, but he's, he's a guy that can, uh, almost like a bigger Brad Marchand or a David, like he's, he's a guy that can play at both ends of the ice, but the way he manipulates things in the offensive zone and the way he's able to make plays as a, as a goal or as a playmaker, it, it's special. And I think he's a guy that's getting underrated because of the limited playing time. And like I said, he, if he does drop down the board and some team drafts him at seven or eight, there's a real chance that they could be getting the second best player in this draft. All right, so I do want to dig a little bit deeper on three areas of his offensive ability, skating, playmaking, and his scoring. But we'll start with the skating. What impresses you the most about, about Lucas Raymond in that regard? Uh, just the fluidity. He's a, he's a very fluid skater. He, he's not a guy that puts a ton of – he doesn't seem like he's putting a ton of effort in it. He just 
he's able to really kind of gain speed on his edges on the, with his crossovers and everything. And, and, and when he glides, he's not gliding for, for long distances. He's, he's just gliding for short distances to maybe regain puck control or something, and he's, he's just going. Uh, I think he's a really good skater. I've seen a few people recently come out and say he's, he's a poor or subpar skater, and I don't know what player they were watching, but they should probably check the number on the score sheet because it wasn't him. Uh, he, he's, he's got the speed. He's got the agility. He's got the elusiveness. Um, I, I don't see anything wrong with the skating. I don't, he may, he's not the same dynamic, super high-end, flashy fireball skater like Tim Stutzel, but he's, he's right below that. I think he's perfectly capable as a skater at the NHL level. Well, another thing that has pushed him into this conversation as a top three possible draft pick is that playmaking ability. What do you see out of him, and, and what impresses you most about the way he's able to create offense? He's such a crisp passer. Every pass he makes is on the tape, and he knows he, – he really passes the puck to the slot a lot. Like, uh, I have access to Instat Hockey, which measures his, his a lot of his advanced statistics, and he, he's really efficient at putting the puck to the middle of the ice. He's a guy that he gets a lot of scoring chances because he gets to the middle of the ice. Um, he, he lives in that slot area. So, as, as a playmaker, he, he just gets the puck there, and he does it repeatedly. Uh, anytime there's not a pl- there's not a player there for him to pass it to, he's bringing the puck there and drawing defenders in, so he can either make a pass or or make a move on the goalie. Um, I, I just think his his ability to get the puck to the middle of the ice is really key for his offensive game. What's the word on his scoring ability? What what is his best asset? Uh, he's got a pretty good shot. I wouldn't say it's like Alexander Holtz level or Cole Perfetti level even, but he's got a really good shot. I think he can be a 25 goal scorer maybe at the NHL level, maybe even push 30 in a really good year. Um, I I think he locates his shot well, and and that's kind of the key to his shooting ability because he's not a guy that's going to really blaze down the wing and just kind of blast it top corner or anything. He's going to be a guy that kind of makes a subtle move and kind of creates an opening at at the net front and, and makes a shot just by the goalie's arm or something. Um, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 you're good. Oh, sorry, I was just going to say, uh, his, just the way he's able to kind of maneuver around the offensive zone and create space for himself, that's where he really gets the advantage as a shooter. What kind of ways does uh, – I mean, that we talk a lot about these guys' ability to create space. What is the, I guess, biggest asset of – I don't know I'm phrasing this correctly – to do that at the NHL level, uh, you know, kind of what, what does that produce at that level? Or kind of what, where do you rank that in terms of importance uh, with the puck on his stick? Well, I think it's, it's a really important technique for a player to have. And there's a variety of ways to do it. And the way Lucas Raymond does it is, is he's able to kind of use his edges and, and use that skating ability to kind of just cut on a player, just create that little bit of separation, change speeds even. I've seen numerous times where he comes in the offensive zone at 100 miles an hour, and then he ramps down the speed, and, he, and the defender continues going because he can't ramp down as fast. Um, by doing that, he's able to kind of open up space and find a passing lane or a shooting lane. Um, there's other players that do it with their hands. There's other players that do it just by uh, finding that elusive spot and, and kind of sneaking around the offensive zone. A Cole Perfetti comes to mind in that sense. But I think Lucas Raymond just does it with the ability to change speeds and his agility. I've seen him described as a game breaker. What does that mean to you? I mean, does that? Uh, for me, when, when people call a player a game breaker, and I, I definitely qualify Lucas Raymond as that, is it, it's a guy that 
in any moment he can take over the game. He can he can score a key goal. He's a guy that, that you rely on in overtime. He's a guy that no matter if you're up a goal or down a goal, you're putting him on the ice in the last minute of a game. Uh, I think he's a guy that can can take a leadership role on a team event. Uh, I, I'm going to be really shocked if, if Lucas Raymond doesn't have a letter on his jersey at the NHL level eventually one day because he's just a, a really responsible kid on the ice. He seems like a really good kid off the ice, and um, I, I think he just plays the game the right way, and coaches are going to love that. Uh, is his size at all a concern to you? I've seen some people mention that, you know, he doesn't necessarily have the greatest strength and sometimes hinder him in the defensive zone. Obviously, he's young playing with grown men, but, uh, you know, does that something that kind of gives you pause at all? Uh, he's a little bit undersized, but I, I think it's more of a strength issue with him. And, and that's just a, a factor of, like you said, he's playing in a men's league as a, a 17, 18-year-old kid. Um, he's going to develop strength. He's going to mature over the next couple of years, and he'll – He's got the frame to do it on. I don't think he's he's vastly undersized. He's not 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, he's, he's a guy that I think is going to be able to pack on at least enough muscle to compete at the NHL level and, and play his style of game. Now, that doesn't seem to have an, a, an effect on his forechecking ability because everything I've read about that seems to be he's pretty rock solid in that regard. What have you seen out of him in that area of his game? Well, like, like I said before, like he's a hound on the puck when he doesn't have it he knows he has to get the puck as well and and if the puck gets dumped in the offensive zone he's almost always the guy chasing it down uh he's more than willing to kind of bump into a guy along the boards and, and roll off the check or roll off the forecheck or in and collect the puck uh he he's able he's really smart with his stick and he's able to poke the puck free into space and and then his mobility takes over and he gets the puck and corrals it and waits for his teammates to come into the offensive zone um He's, he's crafty on the boards, and I think just that intelligence and skill is able to kind of work him around as a forechecker because he's, he's super aggressive and, and effort generally doesn't lack in that sense. Now, he just turned 18, and obviously, like you mentioned, the SHL will start back up before the NHL draft begins. But what to you is his path to the NHL after draft day? Uh, I think he needs another year in the SHL. I think there's only a couple players realistically that are going to be able to play in the NHL next year. And there's probably going to be a couple more that are kind of forced in just out of circumstance maybe. And I think Lucas Raymond's a guy that because the NHL said and the European leagues have agreed that um, if they start the league in the league year next year in the Europe, in a European league, they're not going to be able to come over to the NHL. So I think he's going to start the year with Forlunda because it just makes sense for him. There, there's a, a fairly low likelihood that he makes a team. Um, and, and it wouldn't be for lack of merit because if, if he gets drafted by the Detroit Red Wings, there's a very reasonable thought that he, he's a guy that fits into the top six now. You know, guys, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models out there when it comes to vehicles, it is now impossible to stock all the parts that you need in a traditional chain storefront. Now listen. Ethan, what's your least favorite part about going to or sometimes I get a little self-conscious because I don't I, I'm not always a hundred percent sure what I'm talking about. And I also don't think that the people there know what they're talking about. Well, you won't have that problem when you go to rockauto.com and get yourself started on whatever project that you need with your car or vehicle right 
now. Now, I, I just got a question. Why would you endure, you know, those, those interactions, especially at a time like this with COVID, you know, you got to wear a mask. The other guy's wearing a mask. You can't hear each other. You don't know what you're talking about. Why would you do that when you can just go to rockauto.com and get all the parts you need in one convenient location? You know, you're absolutely right, Nolan. Now listen, chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Now, Ethan, if I know anything about you, it's that you're a do-it-yourselfer. I hit you up. I say, hey, Ethan, you want to hang out? You say, can't. I'm putting new tints on my car. You say, can't. I'm waxing up my new tires. And I say, hey, I get that. I respect the hustle. Thank you. Because you're somebody that likes to save money and also do things your own way. And rockauto.com is something... Is, can help you do that their prices are the same for everybody and are always reliably low rockauto.com always offers the lowest possible price rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear it's for everybody and does not require a membership or account login now listen i know you you're a guy with family morals they're a family business and they've been serving online auto parts customers for over 20 years so go to rockauto.com right now and shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Maybe you can even find a, a, a piece that Ethan designed. Ethan, you know, he's working in CAD. He's uh, designing pieces and car parts and body parts and all that other good stuff. Maybe something that Ethan had on his computer screen at work will end up at your front door. When you go yeah, to- I'm, not, I'm not liable to talk about that, but could be right. The catalog, the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate, guys. You can quickly see all the parts available for your car or vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. I like options. You like options. We all like options here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And when you're checking out, just do us a favor and write Lockdown in their How Did You Hear About Us section so that we, they know we sent you. They've got amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. So it wouldn't be for lack of skill or lack of talent. It, it would be because you, you want this kid to develop. You don't want to rush a guy and letting him play one more year in Sweden after he seemed – at times he did seem overwhelmed playing against men. So, um, And every player at his age does. Alexander Holtz did, Noel Gundler did, Anton Lundell did in the Finnish League. So I think – letting him play that one more year. And, and like I said, letting him get into those first 10 games and dominate a little bit and then continue on doing the rest of the year. I, I'd really like to see him put up solid numbers in the SHL next year before he makes the jump. Listen, guys, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world right now, but something that you can control is how much you're paying for auto parts and the price that it costs to fix your car or vehicle. And one reason to repair and maintain your cars yourself is because you can save money doing that. You know, lots of checks going out these days from the government, whether or not you depend on those. The truth is there is no sense in spending money that you don't need to. And rockauto.com is here to help you with that because they've got remarkably low prices on all auto parts in their catalog, which is way more than you can find at any sort of chain store or any other online store. Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. I, for example, drive a Ford Focus. I, for example, accidentally hit one of those little uh, yellow parking uh, freaking whatever you call them and blew off my mirror. But guess what? I was able to go to rockauto.com and easily find a replacement just within minutes. And I'm not somebody who's very uh, car savvy. 
so this website has definitely saved my life on quite a few occasions. I'm able to say, hey, dad, can you help me put this in? And he does it immediately. And we save probably up to 80, 90% by doing it ourselves than we would by taking it in to a mechanic. Their prices are always reliably low and the same for you or the you know professionals. So there's no need to spend twice as much for the same auto parts. That's just bad business. You can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And when you're checking out, all we ask in return is for you to write locked on in their how did you hear about us section so that they know we sent you. That's it. Just write locked on. How did you hear about us? Locked on. Nolan Bianchi, Locked on Red Wings podcast. I listen every day. He talks about it every day because it's true. I want you to get the best deal on auto parts, and you can do that at rockauto.com. They've got an amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Now, what what to you is the benefit of staying in the SHL rather than maybe not necessarily going to the NHL, but maybe they maybe this this draft happens in June, right? And they bring them over to the AHL, or you play somewhere else in North America. What are some of the biggest, I guess, pros of him getting a full another season in the in the Swedish league? Well, the big thing is, I mean, there's the argument for the AHL because get them over to North America, get them comfortable over here. But I think when you're asking a guy to take such a big step and play against men again, and you're, it's best to let him be comfortable. Um, let him stay home. He's going to get nearly the same quality of action against SHL players as he would against AHL players. Um, the AHL is a slight step up, but I think the, the SHL is a very quality league. It's, it's probably realistically the top third or fourth league in the world. So I don't think there's a benefit in taking him over and, and really disrupting that development path. Let him develop over there one more year. I mean, we've seen what it did for a guy like Elias Patterson, and you let him develop another year, and maybe you get a player like that coming over next year. Where do you see him fitting into the, the, the current Red Wings? I mean, you said he could probably slate into that top six, but I guess growing into uh, the, the role that he grows into, where do you see him fitting in with this Red Wings team? Well, I think he, he probably fits in the top six. He, he probably plays on the wing. Um, I, he probably has the ability to play center, but I think he excels a lot more on the wing. And if you can, if you can allow him that opportunity, I think that's the best course of action. But I think the biggest thing is he, he becomes the playmaker that Detroit doesn't have. Uh, he, he becomes the guy that can kind of take over for Dylan Larkin, who the guy I've said before is a guy that like in, in all likelihood is probably a better goal scorer than a playmaker. Um, I, I think Dylan Larkin is a really adaptable player and I commend him for what he's done with, this Detroit Red Wings team the last few years because he, he's been such a good player over the last few years. And honestly, I think he's one of the most underrated players in the NHL. But if you can bring in an elite playmaker to take over that playmaking role in the power play and, and take over that playmaking role in the top six, I, I think it's really going to benefit just the chemistry of the team you've been. Uh, it, it adds a playmaker to, to get the makeup going uh, a little bit more of the way that uh, you can do in a, on a successful top six. What's his greatest asset on that power play? It, it's his vision and his crisp passing. Like he's able to make the pass every time almost. He, he's not a guy that gets his passes intercepted very often. He's not off target very often. Uh, he's able to make the pass across the ice and through traffic with ease. And, and I think him being able to do that is really going to help guys like Anthony Mantha and, and Dylan Larkin on the power play. All right. It's draft day. Red Wings are up at number four. I think I know the answer to one of these questions. What's the one reason you pass? 
I'm Lucas Raymond. I don't think you would. What's the one reason you draft Lucas Raymond? Yeah, if, if there's a reason to pass on Lucas Raymond, I will say this. It, it's because you worry about his lack of playing time. And you worry about the lack of, of real showcase he was able to do. Um, if you draft Lucas Raymond, it's because you're like me and you think he's the third best player in this draft and you're stealing him at four. Um, I, I think Lucas Raymond's going to be a really, really good NHL player. And if, if he winds up on Detroit, I think he fills – he fills a need, and he's a, a really high-end player that they could use. All right, Tony Ferrari here with us today. He is the director of North American Scouting for Dauber Prospects and the co-host of the Dauber Draftcast. Tony, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Tony Ferrari. Uh, you can find the Dauber Draftcast at, at Dauber Draftcast on Twitter as well, and I'll be tweeting there all the time. Well, we thank you so much for joining us. Obviously, you are, are going to help us with this new series, these draft profiles that we're putting together. So thank you so much for joining us today, and uh, we hope to talk to you soon. Yeah, no problem. I'm glad to come on.